God kind, angel kind, and mankind. This is a part of our Warrior Discipleship series, and what I was impressed upon by the Lord to, to begin to share is the outgrowth of what has been in my life in recent years, especially the last three to five years, uh, the outgrowth or the byproduct of intercessory prayer. When you're alone on a mountaintop and you're isolated and you come to believe that it's intentional, uh, then you start asking, okay, then why am I here? Because I began, I began to realize I'm not going to get off until I finish what you sent me here to do. <laughs> and so it was, uh, I have things to say to you, and, and I have work I need to do in you, and I had to bring you here uh, so that I could do it. And uh, so let's get to it, and when we get done, uh, then we'll move on to the next thing. And so one of the things that I, in my prayer, began to dig around in the Scripture like I do, I've always studied the Bible topically, that was intentional because I believed being led of the Holy Spirit was the absolute best way to begin to grow as a disciple. And um, he he knew what was in me and what was lacking and, and in what order things needed to be, you know, as the foundations laid, what need to go first and second and third and fourth and so on and so forth because the Lord... Jesus said, upon this rock I will build my church. No one else is building us but Jesus. Okay? And so in this, in these sessions with the Lord, I always go back to the beginning. I'm, I'm a, by vocation, I am a uh, database architect and system software designer. Uh, so computer sciences and electromechanical engineer. And so I see the world a lot through the lens of physics. And I see God in everything. <laughs> I see him in physics. Boy, do I see him. I see his patterns, his, his construction methodologies. I see the unbelievable precision that is hidden in what otherwise looks like, looks like absolute chaos. And that he has created this physical universe in a specific way for specific reasons and if we will walk with him the seemingly to us at first miracles he will unlock are unimaginable and 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 that's even that's just in this world this universe this plane we haven't even gotten we haven't even gotten to the kingdom of god yet which is what jesus mission was all about was to pay for the sin that eternally separated us from God and then put us back on track to being sons and daughters, okay? So in my digging, and I hope, you, I hope you'll give me a little license here to use the term God kind. I'm only going to explain what that means uh, in, in my prayer and in communicating this concept about who we are so, and to some degree, why we are and where we're going. Uh, so the Bible, to my knowledge, speaks of no other kinds of beings other than God. 
and we're going to cover that first. And then the Bible speaks a lot about angels. And they're a kind of being, and they're not God. They are created by God, and his, they are his servants, and they are our fellow servants to God. And then there is the mankind, which Genesis talks about plainly, and we'll get into that here in just a bit. So let's deal with this conceptually, what I'm talking about uh, when I say God kind. Uh, Genesis 1, of course, says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That's, a that's one one. That's a clear reference to physics. You know, I told you I'm a computer scientist and a, and a nut for science, and I spend a lot of time watching documentaries, and I listen to everything the physicists and the say, and I hear it through the lens of the word, not at all to reject, but to fully embrace the, science, the pure scientific method, and then to apply the scripture to that to see how the, the jigsaw puzzle pieces fit. And in recent years, I, in my own mind and heart, as I'm pursuing the Lord and he's pursuing me, I'm finding a lot of pieces that fit for me. And it has grown my relationship with my Heavenly Father by leaps and bounds and has continues to focus and focus tighter and tighter my understanding of the eternal kingdom and his principles based upon his principles and a forward or future future to us outcome the results of that right so uh in the beginning god so god existed he's always existed uh, I don't understand that completely. My my pea brain can't, you know, pea-sized brain can't wrap around that. He says it, I believe it, and I accept it, and I'm looking forward to growing in him throughout eternity and however that's going to happen and whatever all that looks like, some of which we know and a lot, I think, of which we do not know. And uh, so I'm I'm excited about that future-to-me outcome. Uh, the God kind is one God. Let's go to Exodus. This reference here is from Exodus three thirteen through 15. Moses is on the mountain and he's receiving his marching orders, his, his, his instructions or his orders from command and control. And uh, he's 80 years old at this point, by the way. And uh, Moses says to God, suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they ask me, what is his name? Then what shall I tell them? God says to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. And as I, I'm not a, I'm not a seminary graduate, and, and there are great learned theologians, more learned than I, but I have had this taught to me, and the words there in in the Hebrew literally mean I am eternal and I am one and eternal and always existing. Which was God's way of saying, among many things, I 
exist outside of what you perceive to be as time. Einstein called it space-time. And if you if you listen to those, watch those documentaries or any like I do, space-time in in the theory of relativity included gravity. And gravity is what holds us here in what we know as the linear forward motion of time. So God was saying, I exist outside of that, this thing called gravity, this thing called time that you are aware of exists inside of me and I'm outside of it. I used to tell my kids this when they were little. and They grew up literally at my knees, me telling them these stories. And to this day now, they have a much greater concept of what I'm talking about because it set the stage for their growth in discipleship. And so God also said to Moses, Say to the Israelites, The Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, has sent me to you. This is my name forever, the name you shall call me from generation to generation. So the Bible talks about, and we're talking about kinds of beings of which we know. Okay? And we're starting with Father God, the Creator, who says He is one God. And besides Him, there are no others. 1 Timothy 2.5 For there is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. Again in Isaiah 44, 6, Thus says the Lord, the King of Israel, and his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, I am the first, and I am the last, and besides me there is no God. So, God is a kind of being, but he is the being. He has no beginning and no ending. And he expresses himself as God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And that's, that's a discussion it is about the Trinity. I'm not going to get deep into the Trinity. I have, will tell you a few stories here real quick. There are folks who have expressed to me again and again in, in my family and among others, they don't really uh, understand the Trinity and one in particular acted like he really didn't believe in it. And um, I asked him one time, do you ever talk to yourself when you're shaving in the mirror? He goes, yeah. I said, well, who are you talking to? <laughs> and, he, and he thought about it for a second. I said, if you hit your thumb with a hammer while you're trying to drive a nail, do you react to that? Mm -hmm. Do you cry out? <laughs> do you, you know, do you swear or whatever, right? Do you think thoughts and, and reason and rationalize in how to make a decision? And he goes, well, yeah. I said, well, who were you interacting with when you do all that? And I could see the light bulbs beginning to come on because... And we'll get into this. I'm again. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but 
mankind is a spirit because he is born from God and he has a soul and he lives in a body. I don't know about you, but that's the number three. The Genesis says God created the mankind in his own image. And God as the father, he describes himself or manifested himself to us as a father. And in the son, the living word, John 1, 1, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the same was with God in the beginning. And all things, I'm going to paraphrase now, all things were made by him, through him, for him. And there was not anything that was made that was not made through the word. So how can God be one and three at the same time? And the answer, part of the answer is God manifests himself as the eternal God, the Father. He came to earth and showed us, incarnated himself as a man in Christ Jesus. Who's, 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 just hang on with me here. Hang on. His literal biological father was God the Spirit. Because he was conceived in a miraculous way. He was. That's what the Bible teaches. This is not one of those fuzzy or left open for interpretations of Scripture. Mary conceived from her own body 23 chromosomes that God had given her. But the the, the other 23 came literally straight from heaven, from God the Creator. Jesus Christ's father could not be Adam. Or he would have been just like me or you, whose father was born, back to, born into sin as a result of the transgression, the fall. And, and that's a miraculous thing. I understand that. I'm not going to say anything other than it's a miracle. But God can do those kinds of things when it suits his purpose, when it is part of his plan. So mankind is a spirit born of God, has a soul, which is the seed of our personality and our uniqueness, and we live in a body. God is the God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit... Greek word is paraclete, the one who walks beside us and helps us. These are three expressions of the one God. And the one God can have a dialogue with himself in exactly the same way that you and I do. He reasons. He's, we're born of him. Just relate to the Trinity the way you relate to yourself. Uh, maybe I'm freaky, but I drive down the road, and I talk out loud to myself sometimes. You do too. Don't laugh. <laughs> you know, those shaving thoughts or those dishwashing thoughts or those house cleaning thoughts or the working on the car thoughts that you have, right? Maybe you're not talking out loud, but you're kind of dialoguing internally. That's the point I'm trying to make here. So the God kind is one. There are no other gods beside him. He's always existed. He claims that he is our father, and a father has children, which means he did what he did because he wanted 
a family. Okay? So that's a kind of being. One of three that I know of, the Bible talks about. Okay? Hello everybody, this is Christopher Carter. I would like to tell you about my latest book release entitled No God, No Self, No Others. That's no spelled K-N-O-W. This is a book of truisms or maxims that I began writing in the early 90s when I would be out on a prayer walk or during my times of personal devotion and I was trying to solve a problem or to make a particular decision. For example, to face challenges in life is human. It's how we deal with them that makes us who we are. Or, youth always expires and wisdom never expires. It's a great devotional book. The chapters are very short. You can open up pretty much anywhere and just read the maxim and then read the commentary. I believe it will help you in your devotional. It's available in Kindle, paperback, and hardcover on Amazon.com. You can find out more at my website at www.christopherlincarter.com.